In his book, All Things Are Possible, Part 2, Chapter 3, Lev Shestov writes, A certain naturalist made the following experiment. A glass jar was divided into two halves by a perfectly transparent glass partition. On the one side of the partition, he placed a pike. On the other, a number of small fishes such as form the prey of the pike. The pike did not notice the partition and hurled itself on its prey, with, of course, the result only of a bruised nose. The same happened many times, and always the same result. At last, seeing all its efforts ended so painfully, the pike abandoned the hunt so that in a few days, when the partition had been removed, it continued to swim about among the small fry without daring to attack them. Does not the same happen with us? Perhaps the limits between this world and the other world are also essentially of an experimental origin, neither rooted in the nature of things as was thought before Kant, or in the nature of our reason as was thought after Kant. Perhaps indeed a partition does exist and make vain all attempts to cross over. But perhaps there comes a moment when the partition is removed. In our minds, however, the conviction is firmly rooted that it is impossible to pass certain limits and painful to try, a conviction founded on experience. But in this case, we should recall the old skepticism of Hume, which idealist philosophy is regarded as mere subtle mind play valueless after Kant's critique. The most lasting and varied experience cannot lead to any binding and universal conclusion. A philosopher should not be afraid of skepticism, but should go on bruising his jaw. Perhaps the failure of metaphysics lies in the caution and timidity of metaphysicians who seem ostensibly so brave. They have sought for rest, which they describe as the highest boon, whereas they should have valued more than anything restlessness, aimlessness, even purposelessness. How can you tell when the partition will be removed? Perhaps at the very moment when man ceased his painful pursuit, settled all his questions, and rested on his laurels inert, he could with one strong push have swept through the pernicious fence which separated him from the unknowable. There is no need for man to move according to a carefully considered plan. This is a purely aesthetic demand which need not bind us. This experiment that Shestov is indeed sketching out for us, does that apply to our own life? Are we like the pike, this fish that would devour other fish and enjoy doing so because it's part of its nature, who finds itself confined within limits, invisible limits, but those that are binding nonetheless, those produced by habits, by expectations built out of experiences that others may have foisted upon us or structured in such a way as to become our very reality. But is it reality? Do we have to be so careful? Maybe some of the time we do. Maybe we should learn from our experience, but we have to be careful about how careful we're going to be. At a certain point, we have to be careless as well and take chances, take risks. This doesn't mean that every single moment we should be jumping into the proverbial breach or anything like that. 
but we should be a little bit suspicious, a little bit, as he says, skeptical about the absolute limits that we often take without real evidence as being completely binding upon us. And if we do that, maybe sometimes we will, in fact, bruise our noses, but we won't know unless we actually try. <laughs>